When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You called about the noises in your walls, right? Oh, no, 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 not me. <laughs> you sure about that? I need you to watch Liam. Why? Because he's six months old and he eats paper. Hi, Eric. Could a spider grow twice as big in a couple of hours? No, that is a physiological impossibility. Sweet Jesus, what the hell happened to it? Rats. I don't think a rat's gonna do that. What kind of spider are we talking about here? A big one. Spider bite will paralyze its prey because it likes to feed on living flesh. Dang! It's all my fault. We have to do with this together. Come on, though! It stinks. everyone welcome to another episode of the every day is halloween podcast my name is horror guy keenan and today i'm going to take you through the world of horror in 2024 uh i just attended megacon here in orlando florida which is kind of a sci-fi pop culture convention um well i don't know what i say kind of it is uh but there was also a lot of horror elements this year thrown in including a director and actor eli roth better known from uh Projects as Cabin Fever, Hostel, um, House with a Clock on Its Walls, and of course, Thanksgiving, now on Netflix. Uh, it was really cool to sit into a Q&A with him and uh, hear what he had to say about um, just the, the the industry in general uh, and, and, you know, just trying to get past really crazy stuff and just insane how uh, his brain works. <laughs> how insanely it, it operates and he talks a little bit about that on my uh, uh recent tiktok that i posted up on uh 
on the TikTok. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. I met a lot of really cool artists this year, um, some that I've admired for such a long time, um, and a new up and coming artists right now. I'm trying to get a comic book off the ground, so I was meeting a lot of different artists and just looking for that that horror look, you know, something dark and and um, unique. You know, uh, there was a there was a good, good amount of horror panels this year at the show as well. Um, and just it's it, all around. It feels like Megacon is stepping up its game for for horror in general. Um, I know that there was a there's a new show animated show out called Hasbin Hotel. And the creator of that was there and people were going crazy for that. The voice of Fred uh, was there, which was cool to, to, to meet him. He was really neat. Um, the list goes on and on. I mean, also, you know, like Anakin Skywalker and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi of the new uh, prequel stuff. They were there and uh, I only know people by their actor names. I don't know their actual stuff. But uh, yeah, no, that's more sci-fi stuff. But yeah, a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, I think the, uh, the cover artist for Goosebumps, he was out there as well. Um, just, you know, really unique stuff in the horror uh, community that you don't really see at horror cons. So I give I give props for Megacon this year for for doing that, and uh, thank you for inviting me out. Uh, but yeah, let's get, get right into news. Thanksgiving is out now on Netflix. Uh, you can check that out. It, you know, it's it's worth a rewatch. You know, President's Day uh, <laughs> rewatch. Um, but you know, I think if the more they watch it, the uh, more watches it gets, the, you know, we might get a, a sequel. So. I mean, the sequel's in the works, but like on Netflix, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Goosebumps season two is coming out. That's fun from Disney Plus. Uh, season two will feature an entirely new cast of uh, sitting in uh, based in the R.L. Stein's iconic Scholastic book series. So it looks like the old cast is out. Uh, they're kind of going in a new direction. I hope so, because that first season was uh, it's not great. It was OK. It was passable, but it's like they just took Goosebumps and made it bland for today's generation. You know, nothing was uh, colorful or uh, just you know, scary and interesting. And tried to try to make it too real, and it's uh, not for me. Uh, Conjuring Four has been announced. Conjuring Four is going to be the last and final installment in the Conjuring series. That's going to be coming to us from the Nun Two director. I don't know how many of you have seen Nun Two, but if you liked it, you got more Conjuring coming. Does anybody else feel like these these franchises and their late sequels are just spinning their wheels at this moment? Like Blumhouse is just kind of like, yeah, man, like you worked on Nun Three. How about Conjuring Six? Just keep it keep it going. Keep keep it going because horror movies have a lot of sequels. I know James Wan's working with uh, Jason Blum at Blumhouse, and they're kind of like spawning off a new production company through that. So who knows? Maybe this is a a good time for James Wan stuff to kind of start ramping down in those those sequels and getting some you know unique stuff. Jurassic World coming out in 2025. Yes, we have another Jurassic World movie coming, uh, but this time uh, David Licht is uh, no longer directing. He was kind of put in charge of this new movie. I guess they kind of teased a July 2nd, 2025 release date, and then he was rumored to be directing, but is no longer attached to that uh, apparently this new Jurassic Park will not have anybody uh, except for Bryce Dallas Howard and, and Chris Pratt I think everything else you know all the original cast and stuff they're just not going to invite them back but you know 
the last one sucked. So like, <laughs> rightfully so. Maybe they should just not come back. It's it's okay. It's okay. They we, you know Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. They're better than <laughs> quadruple sequels. Um, more Evil Dead. That's right. We're getting more Evil Dead. Sebastian uh, Vanique will direct the spinoff of uh, Evil Dead. Uh, so that's cool. I don't know if it's a spinoff of the Evil Dead remake, I think it is, uh, or just Evil Dead in general, but it's going to do one, and they said it's going to be, you know, of course, the most horrifying thing you've ever seen. Um, sure. I won't say no to more Evil Dead. Those movies are fun. I thought Evil Dead Rise was, was simply okay. <laughs> it was a horror movie. It does not live up to the expectations of Ashley Williams and the cabin, but, you know, it was cool to watch. Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman has a remake coming. Tim Burton's behind it. That's for Warner Brothers. Um, I could see Tim Burton having fun with this if he keeps it pulpy and it and they make it a period piece. You know, like remake the the original, like remake the original. Don't just tell like a story about a big woman in today's world. It's like stomping around and sitting on like monuments. I just don't think that's fun. Make her have go-go boots and, and you know, like uh, giant ants and the army's going after her like in a 50s movie like that. Make a pulp. Make it fun. I hope Tim Burton does that. I mean, if it's anything like Mars Attacks, Mars Attacks. I mean, even though that was kind of set in a current day, but it's still kind of going to have a pulp vibe to it. That's what I feel like they'll probably do. It'll probably be a current day thing, but it'll still kind of have like this like beachy 50s go-go. Uh, vibe to it. We'll see what happens. Texas Chainsaw Legacy is a rumor right now from uh, BloodyDisgusting.com. Uh, looks like that might be uh, the next Texas Chainsaw movie coming out. Uh, no word yet if it's a sequel to the remake. Or I guess not a remake, but the pseudo uh, sequel that was from uh, Netflix with check, uh, Leatherface chopping up all those people in the party bus and Throwing Sally across the room and killing her. Oh, spoiler word. Uh, <laughs> Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead remake. Yeah, that's happening. Apparently Daniel Harris is stoked for it, so she must be included somehow in this remake that I don't feel like needs to have a remake. Can you guys tell that the tone of my voice right now is just so done with all these like remakes and sequels upon sequels? Like... And then we're going to get to the, the original and the good stuff here in a second. But I'm giving you guys the news about the stuff that I know, like, it's most of the clicks on all these websites and everything. And they just, like, it floods my Facebook of just sequels on sequels. And it might be a reason why I haven't come back and done a show in a little while. You know, it, the stuff coming out <laughs> right now just seems to be latching on to the last thing that came out. And it's already formulaic. Like, let's just, for instance, let's look at Jurassic World 2025. Universal just released July 2nd, 2025 on a poster with the Jurassic Park logo. There's no director attached. There's barely a cast attached. But in Universal's eyes, they're going to make that money on a certain date, no matter what. No matter how good or how bad this movie is, it's going to get made and it's going to get made in a certain window. And I just feel like that's just like, well, all that's coming out 
from all these things. It's just like, yeah, we're making another Evil Dead. We're making another Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're making another Conjuring. We're making another Nun. We're gonna make another Goosebumps. We're gonna, like, it just keeps going, 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 and it just makes me sad for the stuff that came before it. The stuff that was an original idea and uh, just got sullied on. <laughs> like, I love John Carpenter's Halloween. I watch it literally every Halloween. And I used to watch a lot of the sequels until there was like sequels on sequels on sequels. So I was just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, so I guess, I don't know, this is a lesson. Just just love your original stuff. Love the ones, I mean, love whatever you want. Doesn't matter. But just remember when you're watching these sequels and even though they're not good, cough, cough, Halloween kills and, and ends, cough, cough. Um, if you're, if you're buying the box sets and you're buying all the merchandise and stuff, it lets the studio know you want more of it. But even if you went online and you bitched about it and you hated it, you do, you spent money on it. They're going to they're gonna keep making more of it. Just don't. Don't talk about it. Don't give it the like. Don't go see it. If you don't like it, if you think it's bad. I guess I should also preference that uh, Madam Web just came out like two days ago. So that's kind of a lot of the tone I'm getting now is just like Sony releasing these really bad spider movies and they just don't care. They don't like, who's this for? Like these like the Hills type reality star actresses with their eyes half open playing superhero characters. Is it for little kids? I don't think so. Is it for the nerdy crew of guys that they think this is a working for? Because uh from ratings i don't think so i don't know it's just it's, it's bewildering to me that this got greenlit and put through um and it's showing but people are gonna go see it anyways because they like spider-man stuff and i think it's the only thing that sony is banking on and it's gross and it sucks um i'm just gonna use this platform for anybody that's still subscribed to my podcast <laughs> um to let you guys know about original original artists really good um stories coming out from comic books um and movies movies are you know that are like you know deep cuts things that are harder to find i'm still gonna report on the big stuff but like i want to make sure that the the little guys that are making new stuff get heard you know Speaking of, the music you've been listening to tonight is Night Chill. This is a really cool macabre band that has a, uh, a theremin in it from Gooey Gal. Uh, she's a really cool theremin player, and she joined the band, and it's just like the perfect combination of uh, like surfer, spooky rock with uh, just sci-fi theremin sound, and I absolutely love it. And we're going to play a track for you now, uh, Pestilence, which is a very cool, fun track. Uh, when we come back, uh, more news.
there's a House of a Thousand Corpses board game being made by Trick or Treat Studios. This is pretty cool. But it's a Kickstarter. So you gotta, you gotta fund it. But like, I think the board game is about like, you're playing as one of the Firefly family and you have to kill as many people on the board as possible. Which sounds fun. <laughs> uh, no concept just yet released. I think there's like a certain date um, that's gonna come out. Uh, but none, no official date just yet. Just keep checking Kickstarter. Trick or Treat Studios Kickstarter for uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, the board game. Sounds super dope. I'll probably, I'll probably back that. Um, horror films to keep an eye out for. Uh, I just saw a trailer for this one. Sting? No, not the singer. No, not the wrestler. This is about a killer spider. And have we seen it before? Yes, but have we seen it owned by a child that keeps feeding it and it gets bigger and bigger and then it ends up taking a baby and then the kid has to go after it it's kind of cool concept looked pretty neat from the trailer um i'll tell you when i the trailer first dropped i just rolled my eyes and kept uh keep going because i thought it was like an eight-legged freaks kind of thing like a movie we've seen a thousand times the big spiders um but this one has a cool look to it and style and it looks like it gets gory so i'm about it um stop motion's coming out May 31st, stop motion. Oh, and Stink comes out. Stink comes out April 12th. I don't know if I said that. April 12th for Killer Spider Sting. Stop motion, May 31st. Uh, this movie looks super cool. You know, everybody always looks at stop motion stuff and says, that's kind of creepy. Like you're like watching it with you, like your, your significant another or your parents or something. And like Never Before Christmas comes on, they're just like, it's kind of unsettling the way everything's moving all jittery and wiggly and stuff some people said that about uh clash of the titans back in the day just the way all the villains and the, and the skeletons moved well there's a horror movie coming out that kind of plays on that uh but it brings stop motion into real life and it just looks ultimately spooky and terrifying and i'm all about it um so make sure to put that one on your list stop motion what's all that stuff it's called stop motion animation what do you think it's a bit boring it's not finished I mean, it's not boring make a new one a new one. Yeah. I know better story. You want to hear it? There's a girl. She's scared. There's someone coming. Who's coming? The man no one wants to meet. The Ashman. You bring it to life. Whatever it is you think you saw back there, it's not real. I want to go home. I want to go. What happens when it takes on a life of its own? Um, trim season. My boy Aaron, well, his production company anyways, um, looks to be like a really cool horror movie that's coming out in June. Uh, trim season is about um, a weed farm. And just like Jason Voorhees and the Friday the 13th remake um, where he comes for the stoners who come to the the weed farm on Camp Crystal Lake's property um, this is a I, I believe a girl who you know moves to California to get a job and moves out to a you know a weed farm with her friends and uh, they're gonna work picking weed and trimming it and all that stuff well then of course Something bad happens and people try to kill him and they need to get out of the dense woods. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Green Room. 
just not as terrifying because green room literally takes place in one room and how are you going to get out a bunch of neo-nazis trying to kill you getting the inside uh but this is still kind of that same kind of terrifying feeling you know like these guys all have guns and they're coming after you and you're trying to get out of like so much property so i don't know that sounds pretty cool and it has a cool a kind of a cool stylistic look to it from what i've seen uh but yeah what's coming out in june trim season next we got in a violent nature uh this comes out uh later this year uh this one looks super super neat uh basically from the uh, killer's perspective uh we've seen it in things like maniac where it's like actually like a first person guy going around and killing um this is more like um like a slasher like he's got like the overalls and a hood uh, and it's you know you're with him when he's doing the killing before and after like the kid stuff is just kind of an interruption you know when they kill him uh but that's all we've seen we've only seen a teaser of this online um but in in a violent nature looks really cool really looking forward to this thing uh, that should be coming out uh like i said later this year all right let's move on to release dates here are some things coming out that you all might be interested in that's basically everything for this year that's coming out i figured i'd just kind of list everything first we have ghostbusters frozen empire march 22nd that's what i'm actually pretty interested in um i love ghostbusters i love where they're kind of going in the direction with the story and finally passing off the branch to uh ernie hudson and and egon spendler's kids uh so i'm very excited for this one uh gil keenan uh and uh is it ivan reitman's son did this one so yeah it looks pretty cool march 22nd uh late night with the devil oh that's coming out uh this is uh david melchin's uh horror movie where he's like a host it kind of has like this ghost watch uh wnuf halloween special vibe um basically where you know it's a live studio host and they're gonna look into like hauntings and ghost stuff but then like it actually happens live on set and People are running for their lives on this, this television set. Uh, it's going to be on Shutter. It looks really spooky. It looks really cool. Uh, it's going to be in theaters first on March 22nd. And then uh, it's going to be on Shutter on April 19th. Um, but, you know, Dave is such a cool dude. Um, I'm glad to see uh, him get more work in the spooky realm. So, yeah, it looks neat. G- Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. March 29th. So we're getting a new Godzilla Kong movie. Uh, this is this looks like the um, Dragon Ball Z Super characters. You know, when they Super Saiyan and they turn blue. They got blue hair now. And then, like, there's an evil Goku, and then his hair turns pink. And it's just like, okay. Someone said, hey, Godzilla's light's blue. What if it, what if it turned pink? Do you see this thing again I'm talking about with the sequels? Anyways, this, I mean, come on, listen, this looks, this looks like it's selling toys. Okay. This is not for, well, I mean, it could be out for every kaiju fan out there, you know, big kaijus. Uh, Kong has like this giant robot glove he's wearing now or he's fighting, but I think like him and Godzilla are teaming up, but they're not teaming up. It's like still like this weird, you know, vibe. They're still animal, giant animals at the end of the day, but there's always a greater threat. Uh, it just doesn't hold a candle to Shin Godzilla. 
And better yet, Godzilla minus one. I don't know if you, if you all get out to see Godzilla minus one in theaters, but man, that movie kicked so much ass. Like, not only was, I mean, we got another Jaws. That movie felt like a Jaws for a while, but with Godzilla. Like, it was great. So one of the best uh, human stories we've seen in any kaiju film. It was all around a perfect film. It was my favorite film of last year. So I'm not sure how Godzilla x Kong The New Empire can hold up <laughs> to something like that. But we'll see on March 29th. Infested. That one's going to be on uh, Shudder. I think it's in uh, April. That one looks really cool. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. May 10th. Uh, how many of those can they put in the title? Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Um, yeah, I guess now the damn dirty apes are riding horses and they're the ones building society and humans are the ones being chased. Basically, this movie, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, is Planet of the Apes 1 with Charlton Heston. Um, but this time it's a lady. A dirty lady. Captures the dirty lady. And dirty lady tries to make friends with other apes you know the story of planet of the apes it's just that again but with the, the new series that's coming out may 10th a quiet place day one that's june 28th that's the third installment in the quiet place series uh stars joseph quinn from stranger things it's kind of his first big role since stranger things in game of thrones he just got announced to be playing Johnny Storm in uh, the Fantastic Four movie, which is kind of cool. Congratulations to him. I'd imagine with all that and uh, possibly being in Stranger Things Season 5, uh, he there was a reason why he had to cancel Megacon. <laughs> the dude is busy now, and he don't need to be doing cons no more. <laughs> uh, Twisters. We got a Super Bowl trailer for Twisters on July 19th. Uh, who asked for the Twister sequel without Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton and Philip Seymour Hoffman? Anybody? Bueller? Yeah, that's why that. Um, regardless, though, man, I don't know. It's kind of fun watching Twister movies, like just like the people you know, chasing storms. And even though we know it's all CGI and stuff, but it could be fun. It just it just definitely seems like trying to up the ante, like in the trailer. There's the moment where like the guy's like, oh, my God. It's two twisters, two of them. It felt like double rainbow all the way, guy. <laughs> so it's like, well, there's two twisters. We should call it twisters with an S, which means it's the second one. <sighs> yeah, that's out July 19th. I hope I have a podcast after this. Uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, that one's coming out July 26th. Um. That one I'm really excited for because I, I love the X-Men. Um, but I tell you what, after the Super Bowl trailer and then X-Men animated series got announced, I have never had more X-Men content shoved in my face <laughs> than I ever had right now. And like, it's that thing where you like, you love something and then like everybody just, just shoves it in your face. You just don't like that thing. And you don't want to not like that thing anymore, but it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm getting that right now with the universal monsters, my favorite characters of all time. 
the characters that are inked into my skin. Uh, they just opened the Universal Monster Store in Universal City Walk in California. It just looks so commercial. <laughs> it's just a bunch of, you know, universe like Dracula t-shirts and mugs and glasses. And it just makes me want to vomit. And like the thing is, I love, like, I kind of love good merchandise too. But I, you know, I see through that shit. <laughs> They're gearing up for the new theme park. Um, which does look really cool over here at Universal Orlando, um, Epic Universe, where they're where they're reopening Universal Monsterland. So they have all this extra merchandise, and of course they want to sell it everywhere they can. And thus, you got your California store selling it early, and getting ready for the the land to open here in Orlando. Boy, what was I talking about? I just really kind of trailed off there. Uh, Zodia Twisters and Deadpool. Okay, yeah. So Alien Romulus. That's coming out by uh, Fed Alvarez, who's never had a miss, man. Fed Alvarez has, has killed it. I mean, his Evil Dead remake was really good. So yeah, give that man like all, all the jobs. But yeah, he's in charge of Alien Romulus, which is coming out this year, August 16th. We have a new Aliens movie. It takes place between Alien and Aliens, which means we're getting a new Colonial Marine flick with xenomorphs holy fuck that's gonna be like the best thing all year <laughs> we shall see and then of course september 6th we've got beetlejuice beetlejuice yes we're finally getting our direct sequel to the first beetlejuice by tim burton obviously named beetlejuice beetlejuice which in fashion of this podcast today is gonna get a sequel and they're gonna call that one I'm just going to let you guys guess. <laughs> yeah, the stars, uh, you know, are our, our leading man, uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, and just the whole cast is back, basically. That's still with us. Um, recently, somebody stole items from, like, the set. <laughs> like, they left the set unintended, unattended for a while, and then some people were taking stuff from it. And it's just ridiculous. Just can't have nice things. But anyways, yes, there's a new sequel coming out. And then I think uh, What's Her Face that plays Wednesday Adams. She's going to be uh, Lydia's daughter. So obviously passing down the torch. But yeah, that, that should be pretty cool, though. Like, I love the mythos that Tim Burton created with Beetlejuice. Will it be better than the first? Probably not. But we could get something special here. Let's think, keep our fingers crossed, right? Um... I'm going to talk to you guys quickly about a, a really cool video game I played recently called Silent Hill, The Short Message. Uh, this is a prequel to the new Silent Hill game coming out um, from Namco. I don't know if you guys know anything about... Oh, sorry, Konami, not Namco. Namco's nice, Konami's not. Um, so yeah, this was a really cool, interesting story about suicide. Uh, to about, about a two, three hour game. Uh, they throw you a lot of suicide warning messages uh, just because it's, it's a free demo that you could play right now on the PlayStation 5. And uh, let me tell you, it's pretty scary. It kind of reminded me of PT a little bit where you're circling around rooms, uh, but eventually something's chasing you. And um, uh, theming's pretty interesting. It doesn't really remind me of like the major Silent Hill games, like Silent Hill 1 or 2, but we are getting the remake of Silent Hill 2 pretty soon, so... I don't know, it's just cool that Silent Hill is kind of coming back in an interesting way. But yes, you can download Silent Hill, the short message right now, on the PlayStation 5. 
Real stories of terror. All right, guys, I have a real story of terror to tell you today. All right, you ready for this one? This is a true story and possibly one of the craziest, most fucked up things I've ever heard. A severed penis was found at a gas station in Alabama the other day. It belonged to a victim of a horrific motorcycle accident who also happened to work where uh, some of the assailants worked that hit him. Apparently, uh, it was a big truck that hit a guy on a motorcycle and obliterated him. And I guess they didn't know about it. And so they went to stop to get gas. And then the, the man's member fell off the grill of the truck. And the truck drove away. And someone later walked up and went, that looks like a dog sitting there. That's, that is insane to me. That's, that is the, what? God, could you imagine? Like you're immediately at a gas station in the middle of nowhere. So if you see something like that, you immediately think someone murdered somebody right there, right? Like, <laughs> and I'm sure they had to get everybody out there, like a crime investigation and all stuff. They had to track it down and like find what time the truck got there and when, when the truck, oh my God, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Um, so yeah, there's your real life news story horror for the episode. What have I been watching lately? Uh, I started watching True Detective Night Country on HBO Max, uh, which has been really good. Uh, I really like the first season of of, of uh, True Detective with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. And uh, this new one with uh, Jodie Foster has been great, man. She's been killing it. It's been a really good story. Uh, I've been really like the season. I didn't watch the other ones. Um, Hallows Eve 365 at gmail.com. Let me know. Are those, are those seasons good? Should I watch the other seasons of True Detective? Um, but I'm really liking this one. It's not over yet. I'm only on the fifth episode that's out right now. So I think uh, tomorrow, Sunday, the sixth episode drops. So excited about that. Uh, the other show I want to talk to you guys about, which is really great, uh, Scavenger's Reign. This is a unique, real animated show. It's an original story that is about a starship that's going its course and one of the members on the ship uh, wants to impress a lady and uh, wants to divert course and the ship's captain says nah man we're not doing that like that's that's dangerous territory in space things can happen badly and he's like but my, my whole life is on the line we should do this man goes no well the guy rewrites course anyways, and it crash lands the ship onto a deserted planet. Well, not not so deserted planet. The planet has like tons of different alien wildlife, and that's kind of where this show shines. It's just like the uh, the it's almost like being in a, like a Ralph Bakshi Wizards Lord of the Rings type of movie, where just the animation is just really interesting. And the, plant life and creature life is all absorbing itself and things just kind of work in different ways there and it's it's honestly one of the most beautiful things I've, I've probably seen in a long time that's that's come out um and of course there's the horror element where this guy um starts to slowly get taken over by one of the creatures on the planet that has psychic powers and it starts getting him to do things for him and the guy thinks he has his own uh, conscience, but, but is really owned by this creature. And the creature gets bigger and bigger, and it starts getting gory. And there are horror elements, and I can't recommend it enough. 
uh, Scavenger's Reign. It's on uh, HBO Max. Definitely, definitely watch that one. Um, I want to let you guys know, you guys are asking, uh, what is what is Every Day is Halloween? Uh, well, it's Mutants and Monsters. What is what is Mutants and Monsters, you ask? Well, Mutants and Monsters is the community of people that listen to this show. Uh, Mutants and Monsters is the community that hangs out in the Twitch streams when we stream um, video games, uh, horror games specifically, or just the games when we're chilling and hanging out weekly. Um, Every Day is Halloween is, uh, you know, it's the people that hang out on Friday nights and we're all watching Halloween movies and horror movies with host Joe Bob Briggs on the last drive-in uh, all together in the Discord. Um, but yes, overall, Every Day's Halloween is Mutants and Monsters in the Discord. We have a Discord community uh, that you can join up and chat with everybody that listens to the show. We, we talk about stuff afterwards, uh, obviously. And then, you know, just join in streams. And if you don't like him watching streams you can just watch movies with us if you're obviously you're a movie lover because you're listening to this um but it's a really great community good good community of just you know uh all walks of life and talented movie creators um artists musicians and just schlubs of of all of us who just you know work random rass real jobs and just trying to get by you know like everybody's just super cool and we just talk about comic books and movies and basically all the same stuff they talk about the, on the show uh, in the discord. So if you don't know what discord is, uh, it's a community application that you can get on your phone or your computer, uh, or you can hang out with a bunch of people. So yes, there's the everyday Halloween community on discord called mutants and monsters. Join it today. I'll make sure there's a link, uh, in the, the about section of this episode to join today. Totally free, by the way, there's, there's no paywall or nothing, just good people, good times. And my ass throwing opinions out there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to postmortem. Uh, we got to say goodbye to uh, Carl Weathers, recently passed away. Very sad. Obviously, Carl, the, Carl Weathers, Rocky fame, Predator, uh, Happy Gilmore, <laughs> um, The Mandalorian. He was just in that recently, kicking ass and producing and directing. Man, like he was, he was, he kicked ass until his very last day. Man, he, and not a lot of people can say that. He came back with a vengeance and is now in Star Wars Legacy. That's super rad. Uh, we'll miss Carl Weathers. He's he was good peeps. Um, all right, now I'm going to start talking about some comic books. These are some original stories that you may not have heard of, and that's why I'm here today to help share just the love of horror, but not the horror that you see with Freddy and Jason and Chucky, and you've seen it all before. But uh, this is different. These are new stories. Uh, that I think you guys should check out. Blue Book. Now, there's a writer called James Tinian. James Tinian IV. He worked on Batman for DC Comics um, and a few other things and then started kind of just doing his own solo stuff. And He's probably, next to Cullen Bunn, one of the best horror writers in comic books today. Um. A lot of his books are coming out right now. I highly recommend jumping on some of the, the early trades, uh, but I'll list them out here for you. Uh, but these are all current books going right now. So that means they've already started. And you could probably get the first trade paperback, you know, off Amazon or go at preferably at your local comic book store um, for super cheap. And uh, yeah, so this one's a uh, blue book, 1947. 
the James Tinney, and then the arts by Michael Avon. Oh, Ming. This is from Dark Horse, and it's Blue Book is basically about, uh, you know, like the, the stories that have been recalled about UFOs and, and alien abductions. And there's a few different series of this. The uh, Blue Book, the first one that came out was about an abduction that happened between a couple. I think I may have mentioned it on the show before. Uh, this one's 1947. This one's about um, the classic UFOs and where the, uh, you know, unidentified flying object came from. Uh, just in comic book form. And it's really cool, really interesting. Uh, just It kind of, you know, cements a little piece in time and, and just a unique view from the comic book stands. I really enjoy the, the art style in this one. Um, so yeah, check that one out. Next one, that's also written by James Tinian. Next one is uh, World Tree, also by James. Um, the Arts by Fernando Blanco. This is from Image Comics. Uh, this is probably one of the best horror comics I've ever read. It gets really real. Um, but it has like a Matrix element to it. So it's about like a kid who goes on a mass shooting. And the brother's getting all the text messages and stuff from his end while he's driving to go see his brother with his girlfriend. And uh, there's just something like not right about it. Like this kid's going from house to house and he's going and killing, not just mass shooting, but like killing people from house to house. And it, you know, he ends up getting captured and taken in and trying to figure out why. And uh, I can go more into it, but there's a, there's a whole lot that goes into this book. Uh, there's an assailant that's going around um, basically fucking up people's brains. And I won't tell you how, but yes, World Tree is really good. That's world with a zero and tree with two threes. World tree. Uh, Tinian's next book, The Deviant, uh, written by James Tinian, art by Josh Hickson. That one's from Image Comics. It's about a killer Santa Claus um, who kidnaps his assailants and victims and um, skins them and hangs them like Christmas trees. It's terrifying. It is, it is really spooky. Um, there's a way to do hiding in the dark. And I always find it very um, complicated in comic books to try and do that without trying, trying to get enough detail out while you're trying to hide something in the dark. And the deviant does such a good job with this, with its covers, its um, interiors. And just the story in general is just very creepy. It feels like a um, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer kind of story of this guy. It's going around like serial killer, killing these people on Christmas. Um, very spooky. Uh, the Deviant. Check it out. Universal's Dracula. Universal Monsters. Also written by James Tinian. Uh, artwork by Martin Simmons, who I also met at Megacon uh, just the other weekend. Who This is from Skybound and Image Comics. And they recently got the Universal Monster license. So they're kind of doing like, you know, a monster per, uh, you know, I guess year or half a year, I guess, annually, biannually. Um, but the first one they're doing is Dracula and Martin Simmons, uh, department, he did department of truth art. His artwork is so good. Like the stories that he can tell within a spread, like a canvas spread. is just absolutely amazing. And I was lucky enough to sit down with him, uh, this last weekend and, and chat and to get to see some of these things live I made sure to, uh, film a lot of he had his original pieces at the table that he used for this comic for Dracula. And they're gorgeous. Uh, they're just like, you know, just original pieces of work that just pop off the page. Uh, the watercolors that kind of drain down that, like, you know, tears of blood and uh, the way Renfield's face almost glows white from just, you know, being so 
under Dracula's spell. Uh, it's just, the way these characters and stuff are portrayed. It just looks so, so good. And Martin did such an amazing job on the, the concepts and drawings on this. And Tinian writes Dracula because it's, it's still overall the Universal Monster story. Like, they don't try to make Dracula look like, you know, not Bela Lugosi. Like, they use Bela Lugosi's look. They use all the original actor's looks. Um, it's just kind of taken in this, its own look. And he doesn't try to just word for word tell you the story of Dracula, you know. Um, he tells it in a way that's, you know, if you've watched it, you know. And... Uh, you're just kind of retelling it in a different way through a different eyes and it, it works so well um my favorite comic book of last year and i can't recommend it enough check it out universal's dracula uh creep show wolverton station number one by joe hill this is uh stephen king's son obviously um art by michael walsh and this is another skybound image book uh probably the best creep show comic i've read creep show has been releasing a lot of comics you know, to go alongside your television show on AMC and Shudder. And uh, Wolverton Station is... Like, I mean, getting Joe Hill to write your creep show is just like, it works, right? Like, obviously, his dad, you know, did creep show. He's in creep show. Um, so he tells, like, this, this you know, um, I'm afraid of Americans, Nine Inch Nails, David Bowie kind of thing uh america warrior in london where you know this guy he's a collector and he gets a call from his buddy he's like hey i have the american world or i'm sorry the universal monster wolfman cane the silver cane is here and he's like oh my god like i'll come there and get it like hold for, hold it for me and you're kind of with him in his travels and he starts seeing everybody as a werewolves and they're all kind of like intimidating british people to him um and he just sees kind of what he sees and it gets crazy and it gets gory and it's it's such a good book um i can't recommend it enough creep show wolverton station vampirella number 666 yeah baby is out that's right vampirella has 666 comics uh they're on their way to 700 um congratulations christopher priest that's awesome man um Obviously, he's writing, and you got Ergun uh, Gun Gundas uh, doing the art, and this is a really great jumping-on point for Vampirella. Um, I'm not gonna lie; I haven't jumped in a Vampirella book in quite a while, and uh, obviously, I picked up Six 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 because I was interested in just you know, oh, this is a milestone for Vampirella. This is cool, um, and it's really good. Like, it's really like. You get to learn a little bit about Draculina, who is like a, you know, a, almost a, dub, a blonde double for Vampirella, but like a bad version. Um, and, she, and she, like Vampirella is like a school's teacher and Draculina shows up and shoots her in the fucking head in front of all her students. And the students go running and screaming. I was like, holy crap, this book goes hard, man. Um, again, comics are where, where horror is at right now. <laughs> uh, you got Kid Cudi. Uh, rapper or hip hop star Kid Cudi with Moon Man from Image Comics. Uh, he wrote this with uh, Kyle Higgins, um, and it just it, it it's a lot of fun. It's basically about a a guy who's a astronaut who's working for um, Elon Musk's company, uh, and then he leaves NASA to work for them and. It, struggles about trying to like you know you're almost going to go to the moon but you didn't 
and there's people being pissed at you back at home, but things that you've seen in space, you can no longer unsee. Uh, it gets kind of weird and vibey, but that's uh, Moon Man. And Kid Cudi, uh, from what I've heard from my, my boy at the comic shop, uh, Ray, who says that the uh, he's going to be releasing a track uh, every issue. So every time a new Moon Man comic comes out, a new track's going to come out. I think that's wonderful. I love that. Uh, it's kind of like when you watch a uh, video game award show and they're like, and the game's out now. Like, you're already there to, you know, be in a video games and now I can play it instantly. This is amazing. More of that, please. Less leaking your stuff and talking about it for months on end. Just put it out. That's so easy to say. Uh, Double Nightfall feature. Uh, this is a really cool comic. Uh, the Cemeterians and Denzian. Uh, these are two horror stories in this double feature horror comic um, from Vault Comics, which is amazing. Tim Daniel, who's an amazing horror writer, along with David Andrew and Daniel Krause. They kill these stories. These are two of the creepiest horror stories I've read in quite a while. Think about how we bury our dead. And then all of a sudden, uh, the bones start coming back to kill us. What? Yeah, exactly. It's it's and it's you're following two investigators trying to figure this whole thing out, and boy, does it go deep. Um, and Denzian is a, a a haunted trailer. There's so much more to it than that. I can't tell you too too much. It's really good. Check this one out. Uh, Double Nightfall feature. Uh, it's great. Also coming from Vault Comics, we got the Nasty. Uh, that was written by John Lees and art by Adam Cahoon. Uh, this is about a young boy who wants to make a, he works at a video store. Or no, is he working at a comic book store? I think he works at a comic book store. Uh, but he knows somebody who works at a, v- a VHS video store. It takes place in the 90s and they want to make a movie. And his made up imaginary friend is a slasher. It's like a big slasher. And when they're filming the movie, the slasher kind of takes over in interesting ways. And some people are actually being choked and actually being hurt on set. And it, it's just really interesting. And it, how the character, the main character of the movie talks to his uh, invisible friend slash slasher that hangs out with them. I really like it. It's such a good, unique story. The nasty. Absolutely. Read this one for vault comics. Then we got Cal Crowley, mediocre midnight monster hunter. Uh, Condemned to Live. This is Dan- David Dallas uh comic book, art by Lucas Kenter, uh, from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about Count Crowley on the show before. Uh, the horror host who kicks ass. Uh, she's really great. Um, this one's a lot of fun. This one just came out, um, Condemned to Live, uh, but it kind of gets the backstory of our our lead uh, horror host a little bit. So it's kind of diving in more than the last couple issues have. Uh, check that one out and uh guys and gals i think that's it for the show i hope you guys liked it i hope you guys liked the return i hope it wasn't too much of a pessimist this entire show talking about sequels and sequels and sequels and sequels um but i'm you know i'm still going to report this stuff and i still am going to tell you guys about unique stories that i'm reading from comic books and uh you know just movies and stuff and talking about the movies we love in fact uh, in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to have on some friends, um, that have shows of their own that talk about horror movies and stuff. And I think we'll, we'll kind of rock talk some of our favorites and, uh, you know, just keep the party going here for you guys. Uh, I, I missed you. I missed doing podcasts and want to do more of us for you. 
but let me know if you if you if you like the show. Good. Join the Discord. That's the best way to communicate. Say hey. Jump on the the, the Facebook page or Instagram, and I don't know. Give me a little high five. Let me know that you're enjoying the shows, um, and I'll keep doing them. So yeah, uh, take care, guys. Uh, remember uh, the link is in the bottom for the Discord. Uh, if you want to email Hallows Eve three sixty five at gmail dot com or go to anchor.fm backslash Hallows Eve 365 uh, for all the links to the Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Uh, so until next time, everybody, stay scary. Oh, also real quickly, I want to thank all the bands uh, for their music tonight, all the spooky tunes. You had a night show in there with their track Pestilence along with a lot of the other background music. Um, Sam Haynes' Groovy Murder Disco. And our, we're going to leave with a band I saw live uh, one of my favorite Russian rockabilly bands, Messer Chups. I got to meet the band uh, last week, and they were absolutely the sweetest. And they just won an award for the Meropolitan Music Awards uh, 2024 Rockabilly Group of the Year. So we're going to play their new track right now, uh, Dark Side of Paradise. I uh, hope you dig it. Surfer rock, baby. Get on a surfboard and chill with a skeleton. <laughs> Stay scary.
Ooh, ha 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 ha.